Hello, knowledge seekers. In this episode of 20 Minute Books, we delve into the compelling world of Never Enough, a profound examination of the science and personal struggles surrounding drug addiction. Written by Judith Grizel, a seasoned neuroscientist and psychologist with a personal history of overcoming addiction, this book is an essential guide for understanding the physiological and psychological underpinnings of addiction. Grizel, who brings her expertise from the University of Bucknell in Pennsylvania, masterfully combines her scientific knowledge with her personal journey to shed light on why drugs ranging from alcohol to cocaine have such a powerful grip on certain individuals. Never Enough unravels the mysteries of addiction, revealing why some people are more susceptible to it and explores the intricate inner workings of the brain in the presence of addictive substances. Ideal readers for this eye-opening work include those who have faced addiction themselves, including alcoholics and smokers, as well as psychologists and other health professionals seeking a deeper understanding of this complex condition. Moreover, friends and relatives of addicts will find invaluable insights within these pages, empowering them with knowledge and empathy to support their loved ones. Join us as we summarize Never Enough, a book that not only charts the journey out of addiction, but also provides a significant contribution to the discourse on drugs and their impact on society. Never Enough. The Neuroscience and Experience of Addiction. Introduction. Discover how to beat addiction by learning how it hooks you think about the last time you found yourself in a situation that seemed almost irresistibly engaging. Maybe it was taking that first sip of a well-crafted latte or inhaling the crisp scent of a cigarette. These moments, particularly when they involve substances, can seem mundane, even innocent. In reality, these early encounters may be the initial threads in a web of addiction that could ensnare even the most unsuspecting individuals. Not all substances are illegal drugs lurking in dark alleyways, and the surprising truth is that legality is not an indicator of addictive potential. From tobacco to prescription painkillers, any substance that can send ripples through our brain chemistry has the potential to ignite an addictive process. Ready to embark on a journey into the intricate landscape of your brain, by venturing into the realm of neurons and neurotransmitters, will unravel the mystery of why certain substances feel like heaven on earth, but can also lead us down a path to dependency and chaos. In the narrative today, you'll uncover the enigmatic allure of cannabis, find out why a terrifying encounter with a predator could leave you oddly at peace, and learn the reason why those relying on tranquilizers often find themselves in a chasey for a higher dosage. Let's explore the science of addiction equipping you to take arms against the sirens of substance and to defeat their deceptive promises of endless pleasure. Part 1. Unraveling the Addiction Puzzle – A Journey to the Brain's Pleasure Center Once upon a time, two Canadian researchers by the names of James Olds and Peter Milner embarked on an exploratory mission, fueled by curiosity and rats. Their groundbreaking work in 1954 would eventually pave the way for the world's understanding of the human brain's response to addiction. Imagine a rat, freshly waking from anesthesia, with a tiny electrode surgically implanted within its brain. 
As the rat occupied different corners of its cage, Olds and Milner delivered an electrical current specifically when it reached one particular corner, stimulating a region called the nucleus accumbens. Like travelers with a taste for exploration, the rat was drawn to the electrically charged corner again and again, searching for that jolt of pleasure. This simple yet profound experiment revealed that the nucleus accumbens is akin to a pleasure oasis, deep within the brain's desert of neurons. Drugs, in a sense, throw a party in this region, prompting the release of dopamine, the neurotransmitter behind those feel-good vibes, similar to the electrical stimulation in our rodent friends. Journeying further into this labyrinth, we find habituation poised as a formidable gatekeeper. Picture yourself as a devoted coffee enthusiast. The first cup kickstarts the brain, but the more you drink, the more that initial high wanes, and suddenly you're not just craving but needing that caffeine to break through the morning fog. This, my friends, is habituation in action. Habituation doesn't stop at the whir of a coffee grinder. It's an omnipresent force as we navigate through various substances, rendering the brain accustomed to their presence. And it's not just a caffeine conundrum. Habituation stealthily tightens its grip on the individual, making it arduous to function without a regular dose. While coffee offers a tame example, let's shift our gaze to other more potent substances where habituation isn't merely a morning inconvenience, but a life-altering challenge. Part 2. Marijuana's Magic. THC Amplifies Life's Simple Pleasures. Our individuality extends far beyond the surface, delving into the very chemical makeup that defines our reactions to different substances. What makes one person swoon over a glass of wine could send another scrambling for a breath of fresh air. As for the author, she holds a particular fondness for the enigmatic allure of marijuana. Now let's talk about THC, marijuana's active component, and its distinct role in the symphony of the senses. Unlike its more singular-minded counterparts, like cocaine that homes in on specific frequencies within our brain activity, THC plays every instrument in the orchestra. It caresses each corner of the brain enveloping us in an amplified experience that turns the tap of everyday perceptions into a gushing waterfall. Imagine every laugh hitting your eardrums with deeper resonance, each bite of food bursting with complexity, or a simple sight unraveling layers of unseen beauty. That's the THC experience, transforming the pedestrian into the profound, making even the humdrum seem splendorous. In the realms of neuroscience, American expert Miles Herkenham conducted studies in 1990 that brought clarity to THC's enchanting influence. By latching onto receptors usually engaged by anandamidae and 2-arachidonoglycerol, the brain's homemade bliss molecules, thick masquerades as these neurotransmitters known for spotlighting what's significant in the turmoil of our surroundings. As we meander through life, these naturally produced signals guide our gaze toward essentials for survival, be it sustenance, companionship, or love. But when THC twists itself into this neurological waltz, the brain becomes convinced that there's something spectacular about everything, rendering the world a stage for ceaseless marvels. This lysergic transformation of the mundane is precisely where marijuana, 
along with other substances, entwines its vines around us. Its ability to elevate the tedium to transcendence forms a pattern, a habit, a call for repeated indulgence that paves a winding road towards addiction. Part 3. Opiates. The double-edged sword in pain. Management and addiction. Envision the depths of despair depicted in tales such as Romeo and Juliet, and you'll have some idea of the dramatic impact of opiates in the real world, a pharmaceutically brewed tragedy. The dichotomy of opiates lies in their resemblance to the warm embrace of a loved one, a sensation that slyly slips into the suffocating void of space the moment the drug's effects dissipate. The secret to understanding this cruel paradox lies in their kinship with the body's own defenders against pain, endorphins. Opiates, with names that echo through hospital corridors like heroin, fentanyl, and oxycodone, are analogues of these natural chemicals. They hijack the body's pain relief system, offering temporary sanctuary from suffering, only to betray you with a crushing comedown as their influence fades. Let's draw upon the hair-raising tale of David Livingston, the intrepid explorer's brush with death in the lion's jaws. In those mauling moments, where agony would be expected to reign, Livingston instead found himself in a tranquil reverie, his body's endorphins veiling the terror and torment to allow for lucid thoughts of escape. This natural neural cocktail showcases the potential for relief, but also preludes the perilous consequences of opiate consumption. After the ephemeral euphoria of an opiate high comes the resurgence of pain, intensified by the brain's counterattack, producing anti-opiates that turn the volume knob on suffering to its maximum. And there lies the evolutionary logic. It's vital for survival to recognize the extent of your injuries, to prevent repeating dangerous behaviors. Yet for the opiate addict, the high ebbs to reveal a cavernous lapse a stark emptiness that screams for one thing alone, more of the drug. This is the grim stage where desperation grips the soul, pushing some to extremes like extracting their own teeth just to secure another batch of painkillers. Such is the siren's call of opiates, an initial offer of solace that quickly spirals into a maze of dependency, leaving behind a trail of lives struggling to find the way back. Part 4 Alcohol's hidden dangers and the unsuspecting path to addiction. In the tapestry of society's norms, few threads are as interwoven with the fabric of social life as alcohol. Many an evening rendezvous or friendly gathering is painted with the strokes of wine glasses and beer bottles, a casual rite that hardly ever raises eyebrows. But it is within this very banality that the seeds of alcoholism can silently take root. The intersection of alcohol, pleasure, and social bonding hinges on a hormone known as beta-endorphins. Commonly found darting through our bodies, beta-endorphins bestow upon us feelings of ease and connection, particularly in the company of others. A drink or two can amplify the production of this hormone, making each conversation feel that bit richer, each laugh ring with more warmth. However, Dr. Christina Janulakis of McGill University discovered through a study in 1996 that those with lower natural levels of beta-endorphins may be unknowingly wandering closer to the precipice of alcoholism as they seek to replicate these feelings through alcohol. This quest for social fluidity, though, 
can swiftly spiral into a vortex of addiction, dragging along with it a cavalry of health issues. The habitual consumption of alcohol invites a litany of unwelcome guests, heart disease, strokes, a beleaguered liver, and a heightened risk of cancers loom large over the devoted drinker. The sobering analysis by Dr. Angela M. Woods in 2018 served as a stark reminder that even those who tread the path of moderate drinking are not shielded from alcohol's shadowy consequences. A mere single daily drink increases the risk of illness, and two drinks could diminish life expectancy by a disheartening two years. Beyond the physical, alcohol's grip extends into the moral realm, loosening inhibitions to a point where decency may be compromised. The sobering statistics from the United States reveal an alarming link between alcohol and instances of sexual assault on college campuses. Despite alcohol's seemingly entrenched place in society's customs, a crucial truth must be acknowledged and respected. Beneath its guise of conviviality lurks a danger too significant to ignore. Part 5. Cocaine. The neurotransmitter. Hijacker with addictive claws. Cocaine, a substance infamous for its gripping hold on users, paints a vivid picture of addiction and its tumultuous aftermath. Though years have passed since the author sampled the fleeting pleasures of alcohol or nicotine, cocaine, in particular, left behind an indelible mark, a journey away from its clutches felt as liberating as escaping a toxic relationship. But what gives cocaine such formidable power? To comprehend its addictive nature, we must delve into the intricate dance of neural communication. Picture the bustling exchange between neurons. One cell dispatches neurotransmitters like dopamine, norepinephrine, and adrenaline into the synaptic gap, a neural no-man's land that bridges the space to the next cell. It's here that, under ordinary circumstances, dopamine plays the role of a molecular courier, delivering satisfying messages of reward and joy before being ushered back home to be recycled for future use. Enter cocaine a saboteur in this delicate process. By blockading the dopamine's return path, it causes the chemical to loiter in the synaptic space, endlessly tickling the receptors of the neighboring neuron with intoxicating whispers of ecstasy. Yet, all is ephemeral in the realm of cocaine-induced delight. While the drug promises a meteoric rush of pleasure, studies in pharmacology suggest the zenith lasts for a mere half an hour, with the author's own foray indicating the apex is closer to three minutes. As this blissful summit quickly erodes, a shadow of anxiety and melancholy descends. The once distant allure of just one more hit becomes an insistent drumbeat, driving users to chase the retreating high. It's not long before cocaine commandeers the user's time, energy and resources in a relentless quest for those scarce moments of rapture. The narrative of cocaine is a cautionary tale, a testament to the drug's ability to thwart neural pathways and beckon its prey into a cycle of perpetual dissatisfaction and unceasing pursuit. Part 6. The Calm Before the Storm. Tranquilizer's Seductive Trap. In the annals of iconic figures who succumbed to the silent grip of addiction, names like Marilyn Monroe, Jimi Hendrix, and Michael Jackson stand as somber reminders of the potency of tranquilizers. These sedatives, despite their intertwined history with tragedy, have skirted public scandal, 
perhaps due to their veneer of medical respectability. At their core, tranquilizers are chemical mirages, imitating the neurotransmitter gamma-aminobutyric acid, known more succinctly as GABA. This imitation act targets two specific players, the receptors GABA-A and GABA-B, with the former being the primary attraction for tranquilizers. Picture the GABA, a receptor, as a protein pentagon, ensconced within a neuron's membrane, crafting a portal that opens only when beckoned by GABA itself. Once GABA gives the signal, this protein gate ushers chloride ions into the cell, their negative charge casting a soothing shadow over neural communications. This is the essence of calm delivered by tranquilizers, a serenity so effective it's enlisted to quell the storms of epilepsy, anxiety, and insomnia. However, within this oasis lies a desert of dependency. The body, ever adaptive, soon concludes that fewer gatekeepers, GABA-A receptors, are necessary, propelling users into an upward spiral of dosage to maintain that tranquil embrace. Addiction lingers just around the corner, with the peril of overdose lurking in the shadows. And there lies a paradox. The very drug-promising restful sanctuary can bind users in a cycle of sleeplessness, leaving them unable to find reprieve without chemical aid, a daunting barrier for those attempting to break free. In an ideal world, medical practitioners would wield prescriptions with a cautious hand, acutely aware of such risks. Yet, as revealed by researcher Marcus Buchheber, the reality presents a different narrative. Benzodiazepine prescriptions soared by 67% from 1996 to 2013 in America. This trend is more than just a cause for alarm. It's a siren blaring against the rising tide of addiction, reminding us that the quest for tranquility can sometimes lead to turbulent waters. Part 7. The Genetic Blueprint of Addiction and the Role of Epigenetics As some tread the precarious tightrope of substance use, a daunting question often lingers. Why do some fall into the clutches of addiction while others manage to walk away unscathed? It's a complex conundrum that cannot be chalked up to sheer willpower or strength of character alone. The answer, it seems, lies deep within our very DNA. Addiction often traces its roots back to a genetic predisposition. Research spearheaded in 1999 took a magnifying glass to identical twins, whose genetic overlaps create a near-perfect natural laboratory. The outcome? Twins were doubly likely to mirror each other's addictive behaviors compared to siblings with only a shared half of their genetic code, shedding light on the undeniable genomic threads that weave through the tapestry of addiction. Further studies have added weight to this genetic argument, showing that children born into families with a history of addiction carry a heavier burden of potential substance dependency, even when adopted into non-addicted families. Yet, the plot thickens with the entrance of epigenetics, the scientific narrative of how our life experiences shape the expression of our genes, which may, in turn, be passed down through generations. Picture this. A world touched by famine molds the metabolism of those who live within it, teaching bodies to maximize minimal sustenance. This environmental lesson is imprinted onto the genetic code, an epigenetic marker, and tucked into the biological hand-me-downs for the next generation, predisposing them to gain weight easily. Drawing parallels, 
Research on Rats by Henrietta Zutaris in 2015 ventured into the realm of drug use, suggesting that THC exposure in one generation might lay the groundwork for mood disorders and opiate attraction in the next. It's a revelation hinting at the chains of transmission, where a parent's brush with drugs could leave invisible yet impactful fingerprints on their offspring. Unraveling the genetic and epigenetic dimensions of addiction offers a poignant reminder of our biological legacies and the profound ways in which our environments can sculpt our genetic destinies, often far beyond the reach of our immediate control. Part 8. Adolescent Substance Exposure a risk factor with lasting effects. The tapestry of addiction is woven with threads of genetic predisposition, as we've learned, but there's another equally impactful factor, the role of environment and upbringing in shaping a young person's relationship with drugs. Early exposure to substances carries a significant risk, especially during the formative years of life. Drawing insight from a survey by Moshe Schief in 2015, we find that early encounters with substances like THC can dull an individual's capacity to experience pleasure in adulthood, potentially leading to higher dosages when drug use commences. It's as though the brain's reward system has been recalibrated, setting the stage for an intensified pursuit of that elusive high. Stepping into the fray is the concept of the gateway effect, a domino-like phenomenon where dabbling in one drug paves the way to experimentation with others. Evidence for this effect crystallizes in the work of David M. Ferguson, who elucidated how early cannabis use can amplify the probability of broader drug addiction later in life. What underlies this susceptibility? It's the extraordinary malleability of the young mind, or neuroplasticity, the brain's inherent talent for transformation throughout life. In adolescence, this pliability is both a blessing and a curse, a means for growth and learning, but equally a magnet for the profound imprints left by drug-induced neural barrages. Youthful brains are not just impressionable due to their plasticity. They're also navigating the world with an underdeveloped prefrontal cortex, the executive center of the brain that reigns in impulsivity and projects the foresight of abstract reasoning. Without the full maturity of this crucial region, young individuals are at heightened risk of succumbing to the appeal of drugs without fully contemplating the consequences. This narrative carries an urgent message for anyone in the orbit of adolescence. Educating the young about the risks and repercussions of early drug use is an imperative duty. By understanding their unique vulnerabilities, we can better equip the next generation to navigate the turbulent waters of substance experimentation with the wisdom of forewarned caution. Final Summary At the heart of every drug's fleeting allure lies a fundamental truth. The loftier the high, the steeper the fall into the abyss of discomfort and craving. It's a perilous cycle that ensnares users in a relentless chase for the next peak as their bodies adapt and the siren call for increased dosages grows louder. But addiction is not an invincible foe. Armed with a deep comprehension of the intricate dance of chemicals within our brains, we unlock a roadmap to liberation. This isn't just a biological puzzle, it's an intersection of genetic predispositions, the sculpting forces of the environment, and the malleable nature of our developing minds.
To truly break free from the chains of dependence and help others do the same, it becomes imperative to not only unmask the mechanics of the substances themselves, but also to appreciate the evolving architecture of the human brain. With such insights in hand, there is hope to unravel the tangled web of addiction and step into the light of recovery and understanding. Thank you for joining me today on this journey of learning and discovery as we explored the insights of another thought-provoking book in our growing library of knowledge. If you've enjoyed our time together, please take a moment to follow our podcast, give us a five-star rating, and share 20-minute books with other knowledge seekers. Your support truly means a lot. Don't forget to join me again in the next episode, where we will delve into another enriching book. Until then, happy reading and happy listening.